Coming up on the Santana Moss Show podcast, Santana talks about a project that's close to his heart. Five and two? Say it ain't so. My Redskins are number one in the NFCs. And Tanner, man, you called it. Fitzmagic is back on the scene in Tampa. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. I like that high note. And we'll go around the NFC as only we can. And you mean he took an L because he didn't have a snicker. Groundskeeper for the Rams. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Santana Moss Show podcast starts right now. Tana Man. Crazy. It's the Santana Moss Show. Home of Blue Ball Number 89. I love a time. Travis on the right. Hot mic on the left. Every single week is a lyrical now I'm ready to go. Uh, uh, uh. Santana Moss Show podcast. Travis Thomas, Santana Moss, and the newly ordained Little Beat Your Ass. Beat Your Ass. <laughs> I said, Tanner, we need to name this cup. He said, well, what's in there could beat your ass. So name them Beat Your Ass. Straight up and down. I just want to say, I believe... This cup is undefeated yeah. this season. Every time I drink from this Redskins cup, the Redskins win. They are 3-0 and He's a champ. since this cup, little beat your ass, has come out. Santana Moss Show podcast, as always, special thanks to ah, Paisano. Big things. Forget about it. Big things. Tana, three straight for the skins. We'll get into it, but first I want to start with, you pushed the podcast time back yeah. a little bit today. Because you had something to do, and I know it was very important on your heart, so talk about it, man. Yeah, you know, and I've been one of those guys. I'm everywhere. You know how you have that thing, where's Wardo? I'm Wardo. I'm that guy (laughs) that I pop up any and everywhere. And it's crazy because without social media, I probably won't have most of my appearances because I get people calling me and DMing me time and time again saying, hey, can you speak at this spot and can you do this appearance here and there? But, um, you know, as you see, I'm redskinned down. I actually had a redskin appearance today. Shout out to USO and the Redskins for giving me this appearance that I had today at Walter Reed. Got a chance to meet with some wounded soldiers. Some of these guys was wounded from combat. Some of them was cancer patients. And some of the people I visit today was some of their kids, you know, some of their kids who's dealing with either sickle cell or cancer as well. Speaking to Oscar earlier today, I said, man, you got to have a you can't go in there with a soft heart and you had to have a tough gut. And mm. I say to tell you the truth, I say I probably have a tough gut. But I think at times my heart, you know, when it comes to caring about people, it's a little on the soft side because I care, you know, right. and I care. But I say, you know what, I'm OK with being that guy that cares because, you know, that's me. That's my makeup. I care. I'm going to be that guy. I'm, I'm going to care for you. So, you know, never want me to lose that right. when it comes to me dealing with you personally. But it was a joy once for just being there, just to see how enthusiastic they were, just to see us. Some of the stories you share with folks, some of the things you see them going through. You know, I told one of the instructors that was there, I said, hey, I don't want to ask them what caused their injury, but I can just see it. So I asked them, like, I said, what happened to that guy and what happened to this guy? Uh, One of the stories that I have, man, you know, speaking of dogs, we have a famous podcast dog here in in Santos. Santos! One of the prettiest dogs I've ever seen in my life. You need to be in shows. You know, I said that time and time again. And everybody knows my story. You know, I share with Oscar and his wife a lot about why I never wanted to get attached to animals. Just having one in my house growing up with my grandmother and that dog, you know, running away and end up, you know, being found dead. But I was talking to this guy, a guy named Brandon. He was an amputee. 
he was a retired veteran and he had a dog sitting there by his side. And, you know, I asked him what kind of dog it was. He said it was a boxer. The dog was fit. The dog looked like he was in shape. I asked him, was he friendly? Because I'm scared of dogs. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm very scared of dogs, especially if I don't know what they got on their mind most right. of the time. Boxers but look intimidating, too. He wants to bite most of the time. That's what you're thinking. Boxers going to bite. But anyway, long story short, we didn't get into depth about his injury. I didn't want to know about that. I just told him I appreciate his service. And one of the things I told him, I said, you know, just seeing what you're going through right now, the rehabbing you're doing, you know, trust the process. And he was just sharing the stories with me about how – he believed in that. You know, that's one of the reasons why he in there doing what he's doing now and his dog is by his side. And he was sharing a couple of stories. And I shared my story about how my heart is about animals and about my nephew and his dog at my house down in Miami. And he shared, he said, you know, one of the things that he loved about his dog and about pets, period, that you could be going through something. And when that dog is acting a little different, you know, a little more loving most of the times than that dog might have been. You know, it might be you, not the dog, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said he experienced that. And, and the dog, you know, I guess since something was going on with him, he was able to detect that because of the dog, wow. you know, the way he carried on. So I got a kick out of talking to him, man. He was a guy that he was very up in spirits. And I took my hat off to all those folks over there with USO who allowed us to come into Walter Reed, the Redskins. You know, the Redskins does so many terrible things that like, they don't get a lot of credit for. I really appreciate the opportunity, and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Hey, man, salute to you and salute to the Redskins for being involved in that, taking care of those people there at Walter Reed and going and seeing them and spending some time with them. And shout-outs to the soldiers and our first responders, too. Mm-hmm. We here at the Santana Moss Show podcast appreciate your service, so Salute to you all as well. All right, Tana, on to the football field. Three, Three in, a in a row. Look. What is going on with your skin? This is what's going on. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> we saw these guys go 2-2 two and two in the first quarter. Right. First four games, I remember you 2-2. Two two. Yep. I told you, you how we do down. things. We break these things down in quarters. Mm-hmm. And I said, the only thing you want to accomplish as a player, you care how you get to that point, but you want to be – 500 in every quarter. Yes. If you're 500 in every quarter, you, you give yourself a chance to be a contender in the postseason. Sure. One of the teams that's recognized to having that nod to going into the postseason. Right now, we're in the second quarter. In the second quarter, these guys have jumped out to a 3-0 lead. Woo! So you already know, regardless of what goes on next. You're going to be above 500. They're above 500. For sure. And it's a pleasant sight. It's a pleasant sight for one because – we want the Redskins to be successful here. We want the Redskins to be the old Redskins. We're not sure how long that's going to take, but what we've been seeing, how they've been doing things, they have a real recipe of being a contender because the football that I remember growing up, the football I remember playing in, is that if you had a strong defense and you had a run game, you gave yourself a chance. And I appreciate what I see now in football with all the rules changing and Throwing all the different the ball. things they're doing with the passing game. I'm a receiver, so you know I love that yep. part of the game. You know I love that aspect of the game. But I truly believe that the years that we were successful when I was a player, whether I was in New York or here in Washington, is when we had a hell of a running back. Mm. When we had a run game that allowed everything else to flow so smoothly. That allowed a guy like myself to have those five touches and be wide open on three of them, and you wondering how the hell you didn't cover Santana Moss. And that allowed you know us to be you know threats in the passing game period. So – I truly believe in the recipe 
that they have for their success right now. They're strong up front, something that we haven't been in a long time. I feel that the last few years, even when Scott was in here, you know, as the GM, that's something that he was trying to build, build that defense up so we can be the defense that allows the offense to say, you know what, you don't have to be perfect. Just give us a chance to put you in the best field position as possible, and now you go out there and do what you're supposed to do, and that's score points. And that's what they have right now. We can talk about all the stuff with the quarterback. We can talk about all the stuff that's down the road with the season. But the one thing that stands out the most is these guys are playing well on defense. And to me, in order to be a champion or be a contender, you have to play defense well. Defenses win championships, and that's what the Redskins has been building on. Their defense is playing championship pedigree football, and the offense is trying to get things together. The one thing they have going for them right now thus far is their run game. AP is just, I mean, turn back the hands of time, man. Yes. Drinking from the fountain of youth. I need to drink from that. Whoa, Lord. We both, you know what? I could put that in little beach your ass. Some of that fountain of youth water. Hey, Tanner, the last time we've seen this kind of success, though, Six and two under Jim Zorn in his first year. You were on that team, Tanner. Yes. What did y'all finish that season? <sighs> Should I share that with you? Eight and eight. Yeah. I say it for you, Tanner. How do we avoid that now? Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of the things as a player, and not sure how much sports you played growing up, but I'm pretty sure you was a guy that, regardless of if you went out there and played a pickup game, mm-hmm. basketball, sandlock football, you name it, anything that you desire to play in. One of the things your friends or the persons or the people you playing against, they're going to remember is when they beat you. So that don't mean you're going to beat me today, though. Right. You feel what I'm saying? That don't mean that if I lost to you four games ago, I'm going to lose to you today. Right. And that's how I look at these seasons. Seasons, whatever happened there, that happened then, you know. So and that was a whole different regime, you know. Yeah. Coaches, players, players, you name it. Yep. But one of the things that I alluded to, some of the things that can happen when you see yourself starting six and two and then finishing two and six and mm. ending eight and eight is that one of the things that I just talked about. You have to play strong defense, have to be great in defense, and you have to establish the run. I think especially in the time of season that we're in right now, holiday season, mm. when it gets cold, you have to have a run game. We had a Clinton Porters in our backfield, and I remember some of the woes of that season was Clinton was clashing a lot with Zorn because we didn't allow Clinton to get off at times when he wanted to get off. Right. You know, I remember some of those games we went to New York and played and beat New York in the win. It was a windy game and Clinton got off. But it wasn't an everyday thing. One week we're going to run, one week we're going to throw. You have to establish who you are. And I believe that the Redskins right now, even with Alex not showing the fan base what they want to see, we win in games. So if you have what it takes to win now, carry on with that formula. Carry on with that formula. I think that one of the things that I can allude to that season of why we wasn't successful late in the season, when it was time to make adjustments, we didn't make them well. Yeah. We didn't lean on the Clinton Porters. We didn't lean on some of the things that got us to 6-2. and two. And that will allow you to fall and be 8-8 eight and eight and seeing yourself, you know, not in the postseason. So this team only can get better. You know, we've been seeing a Skins team that – Every week I've been saying it. I'm not finna jump on that wagon. I'm right. not going on that roller coaster with those guys. Show me. You hear me? I want I'm like them guys. I'm like them guys from where them arches at. And I'm, I'm not talking about McDowell's. He's from the U. <laughs> you said McDowell's. I'm not talking. I'm, I'm from where the arches at, and I'm not talking McDowell's. So you tell me where I'm from. The show me state. The Lou. <laughs> not the U. The, the Lou. But, you know, honestly, you know, I'm a skin. So you right. know I want to see these guys be successful, but 
I don't want to toot their horns because I want to see them go out with the same energy that they've been displaying week no in and week out. So what they've been doing now, it's only going to allow me and other fans to believe that that's who they are. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm tooting the hell out the damn horn. I'm, <laughs> womp, womp. So you the guy when I'm in the line, I'm on, I'm on two sixty seven. I see that big old that thing, and I look at him. I'm like, yeah, you man, him, huh? I'm tooting the hell out the horn. Huh? I'll say this though, Tanner man, in come the Falcons. This is a team that has underachieved this season. But one thing's for sure, they have offensive firepower all over the place. This defense will be tested, and I gotta say, Tanner, I love the Redskins defense. I really do. But I can see a scenario where Atlanta may not light us up the way the Saints did, but they're going to put up some numbers. They're going to put up some points. I actually think this is the Alex Smith week where it's, you know what, or get off the pot because he's going to have to make some throws in this game. Do you see it that way? But one of the things that I see coming into this game, and yes, you're right, they're facing another high-powered offense, yes. especially passing offense. Or whether we rank in the passing offense, I think we can sit out there and say that we can rest assured that if we allow those guys up front to be who they've shown us they are week in and week out now, they the sack attackers. They the guys that's going to go out there and get those sacks. Yep. If they're not getting sacks, they're getting pressures. If we can allow those guys to be pressure special and, and bring the pressure and bring that to Matty Ice, then I can rest assured that we're going to be well in the secondary. Now, we have a young guy playing in the secondary. I'm hoping that we get Dunny back this week. What I've been seeing alone from just one guy, I'm going to say this because this one guy has been the guy that every week you have been saying something about, and that's DJ Swearinger. With DJ Swearinger in the back, back there with that secondary, leading that secondary, I can breathe easy knowing that he's going to let them know when we in the cloud, when we have to double this guy, whatever they're going to do to Julio. See, one of the things you can't do when you're facing Atlanta Falcons, high-powered offense and passing attack, you can't sit there and say, I'm going to be focused on one guy. You have Julio, you have Ridley, and you have Sanu. Sanu, yeah. And then you name it. They have T. Coleman out the backfield, yep. you know, and the tight end, he's pretty special himself. Yep. With all these guys that can be pass catchers, you have to make sure that that pressure is right. You have to make sure that you make Matty Ice uncomfortable. And that's going to be, to me, the key to being successful with these guys. Now, another key is they're not playing in the dome. They're not playing at home. They're not playing where the conditions are so great where they can be pass happy. They're going to be playing in a FedEx field FedEx. that might be a little chilly. It's still yep. 59 degrees. It's still chilly. Yeah. You know, it's a 1 o'clock game, so the sun may be out. Right. But with all that said, they just saw that grass a couple of days ago. Trust me, we just saw the whole inside of that field uplifted, uprooted, and pushed somewhere. I don't know where they took it, right. but they bring in something new. We know here, if you've been a guy that been a, either a fan or someone that entered that stadium at this time of year, that grass isn't right. So right. footing is going to take a place in that game also. So it's not going to be great conditions for what they do well. And that's running and cutting and pass, you know, being pass Speed, friendly. Speed, precision. Pass friendly, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I think if we put the pressure on these guys, not allow them to be successful in the run game like we have been with all these other teams, right. make them throw the ball. When you're making somebody throw the ball, yes, they have all the high-power pass catchers, right. but when they don't always want to go out there and be pass happy. You know, no team want to be pass happy because that means that they haven't established – a balanced game. They're not balanced. You know, so if you make them one-dimensional, then that plays in our favor because now we get a chance to get out to your quarterback. And Maddie, he has a little looseness in him, but he's not a guy that want to nah, run a lot. Yeah. So if you see Payne, if you see Kerrigan, mm. just lay down.
Mm, get down or lay down. Get down because these guys come to play. And, you know, Allen and I Knight is all those guys too. And P. Smith, P. Smith is hungry right now. All these guys is leaving him in the sacks. Yep. And I think these guys are going to be the ones, and they're going to be the difference makers of this matchup. All right, you talk about pass happy. Here's someone who's pass unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> Jameis Winston benched again. Mm. Ryan Fitzpatrick back in as yep. a starter. You saw this coming a little bit. You talked about this when Jameis got in yeah. there. Fist Magic is back. You know, Fist Magic is back. And I'm and I don't want to get too far ahead because as a Redskins fan, I believe uh, the weekend of the 10th of November. So I think they played them on the 11th, if I'm not mistaken. The Redskins go down to Tampa. Do I want to see Fist Magic or do I want to see Winston? I believe I want to see Winston. So I'm not going to toot Fist Magic Horn too much right now. But I would tell you why I would be that same guy and give Fist Magic a nod. You know, one of the things that I talked about years ago when we had the departures of Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. I like that Pierre went with Cal because I know that, hey, man, that offense alone, would they put a quarterback in place, he don't have a chance to get off. I wasn't so sure about the departure of D-Jack going to Tampa. Now, when it comes to money, yeah, hey, I'm going to get that check too, okay. baby. Hey, let me get that. You right. know what? Make sure I can see your hand put it in, in, in plain cursive. Don't put it in, put it where I, it's scribbled and scrabble. You get the bag and fumble it. We get the bag, flip it, and tumble it. There you go. See, hey. you said it enough for me. But, no, I didn't understand that. And I remember sending a, you know, a little text out saying, congrats, man, but I didn't like Winston that much. And, right. and there's no offense to you, Winston. Like, you know, I, I'm not saying I don't like you as a person. You called it, bro. You know, it's just I don't believe in the big arm quarterbacks. I've been a guy that had many. Had many. So, you know, maybe I'm shell shock. Maybe I'm a guy like the guy back in the day when I had Ramsey and he was shell shock of getting sacked so much. He just like, what the hell with this ball? Right. You know what I mean? I'm shell shocked when it comes to big arm quarterbacks. And it's because too many times I've had a big arm quarterback that felt like he can fit any ball in any hole. And thinking that no matter how curved I am, he can still squeeze that ball in there. And I'm not the one for that, man. I don't want that. But I was looking at a Deshaun Jackson that, to me, you know, at the end of the day, Deshaun's not a mediocre route runner. He's a guy that with blazing speed that he's going to blow the top off any coverage you put out there. Cover two, I'm running past both of y'all. Cover four, guess what? I'm running past both of y'all. You name it. Cover three, guess what? You better have help because I'm running past you, buddy. And that's what Deshaun brought. You know, I remember being here and hearing the Jay, Jay Gruden telling Deshaun, when that 4-2 going, that's when I'm going to cut you. <laughs> you know, and you laugh about it because he ain't never losing that 4-2. That boy had blazing speed, and he's been a guy that me knock on wood that haven't had any injuries in his legs. Right. So when you have that ability, then you're going to always keep that ability as long as you train the way he trains. But I wasn't never sure with him going to Tampa because I felt that, you know, at this stage in your career, you want to pad those stats. You want a quarterback that's going to give you, one, a championship, two, put you into the Hall of Fame, you know, talk. And numbers is one thing. He's right now surpassed 10,000, you know, plus receiving yardage. But in order to be talked about as a Hall of Famer, you have to get into those upper teams. You know what I mean? The 11s and 12s. And even, it might be more than 12, because I know a lot of guys in the 11s that haven't even been recognized for what they did at that position. So I was a guy that wasn't sure about Winston. And to this day, when it came down a week ago, Deshaun was worn out. He was like, hey, put me on the trading blocks. I spoke highly of Fitz, and you guys benched him. And I only, I understand why they benched Fitz, because Fitz, Fitz is one of those guys. He's up and down. Right. He's the roller coaster that the Redskins normally give you. But 
Deshaun spoke highly saying, this guy gives me a chance to be me. And now you bring back in Winston. And Winston throwing balls, Eiffel Tower, tall to, to a guy like Evans who's already 6'7", damn near, Ooh. or 7 feet tall. So you got, like, what chance do I have as a receiver? And I just didn't think it would fit. So the only reason that I would say that I give the coach a nod, I give him, I tip my hat off to the coach for the decision he made, yes, it's going to help them right now. I think Fitzpatrick brings a little more of the leadership, a veteran leadership, a veteran perspective of what he sees, and you don't necessarily have to be wide open. He sees it. He's a guy that can read well. Must throw and, you open, And right? throw you open mm-hmm. and hit you when you least expect it. Hit right. you when you're not in the progression. And I think that's why he serves a Deshaun Jackson better than a Winston will. Well, you called that one. Did you call this one? The Browns fire Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. Both y'all get your ass up out of here. I mean, Ty Lue's gone from the Cavs. It's a tough time in Cleveland for coaches, dog. I don't know where the Arnold and all those guys was, <laughs> um, you know, they taped their show at. Mm-hmm. But you know how easy to say, uh, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Who would have told me he would have been gone right now? Gone. Don't get me wrong. I understand where Hugh, you know, basically put himself in by bringing in Todd Haley. And Todd has never been nobody's best no. coach to be deal with, for one. Right. You know, but Hugh's a guy that, to me, I think a little too soft when it comes to how he displays some of the things I saw on Hard Knocks, some of the things I heard from other players. First of all, Hugh, to me, as a receiver coach and as an offensive coordinator, I think he's brilliant. I think mm. he's one of the best at both. You know, I remember talking to Ocho Cinco and how how highly he talked about Hugh and watching those guys prepare before games, you know, Hugh being a receiver coach and then watching him in Cincinnati as a coordinator. coordinator. You know, so I think highly of him as a coach. As a head coach, he's with the Browns. So can I say that I don't think highly <laughs> of him? I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some Certain teams just, you know, have that – that cloud over them, you know. Yeah. They have that cloud that follows them, and regardless of what coach and what quarterback and what you know, how high powered offensive weaponry you have or defensive guys you have, they just don't seem to get out that rut. I think Hugh had a chance to really prolong his tender if he would have just kept at ease. Him and Todd would have kept it at ease, but they didn't. And I they think clashed. that cost him that job. Yeah. I think that cost him that job because the owners and the people upstairs didn't want to see them. Confuse these young guys because right. they have a lot of them. Confuse what's going on and confuse what they want out of their organization. And I think that's the only reason why that caused him his job in the middle of a season like this. No doubt. All right, let's go rapid fire around the NFC, Tana Man. Yes, y'all. Rams are looking to stay undefeated. Tall order to do that, mm. brother. They're going to Nolens. Big easy, they say, right? Take on the Saints. Second Is it going to be easy? They second line into that thing right now. It's going to be tough, man. You know, I had the second line because, you know, my boys from the Big East, and I, I remember Reggie Wayne and um, Ed Reed. I remember when they gave me a dose of that Mardi Gras. That, that They told me what goes down and those king cakes. Their mom used to send them king cakes. The and king I'm cakes are banging. I'm a sweet guy. Yes. I love my sweets. Right now, you see, I don't eat too many of them. It don't look like you eat I'm a damn saying. thing, but weights <laughs> and... and <laughs> Creatine. But I tell you one thing, man. <laughs> no, nah, creatine had your back tight. Uh-oh, that's your back <laughs> I ain't with all that getting that back tight. No, nah, I need that. You hear me? I need that. Nah, I don't want what that. does that mean, dog? Like it cramp your ass up? Creatine had your back wide and tight. Oh, no, nah, we don't me? need that. No, nah, but they're going to the Big Easy, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because it seems to me that it's something in the air for Drew Brees. 
Drew Brees has had something riding on him. The things that he hasn't done throughout his career, he's conquering them this year. Mm. And it seems to me that it's only right to see that they might be the team that can take the Rams down. Do I believe they can take them down? I don't know. I think I will be riding with the Rams that game. But I think if there's any team that will give them their first L, it may yes. be those guys in the Big Easy. Because they say, who that say them who Saints that? ain't going to beat them Rams? And I think these guys are the one. They are the one that you come into their dome. Mm. Now, now, let me say this. The conditions would be fair for both sides. Right. And both of them have high-powered passing attacks. In that dome. But they also, one of them have a guy in the backfield named Gurley. Yeah. Trust me, he ain't running that ball like his last name. Right. He's running that ball like no other. You yeah. know what I mean? Dexter and, Manley. And and and, and <laughs> I, I truly believe in him and yeah. the things that he's trying to do with his season this year. He's said he's chasing LT that we know wow. that once played with a breeze. Yeah. He's chasing his record, his touchdown record. It's so crazy. I do believe that the Saints have what it takes to really go out there and upend these guys. But I think it's going to be a tough task. But I'm waiting to see that matchup. Who that? Who that say them we Saints that? can't beat them Rams? Tanner Man on the track. Packers Dang. at Patriots Sunday night. This is a big one. I got to tell you, man, I think Aaron Rodgers might have messed around and beat the Rams had he had a chance to. Yeah. You know, one of the things about Aaron Rodgers, I've always given him a chance. To me, he's the best quarterback in this game right now. I understand about the Brady. He's the GOAT. Yes, indeed, he's the GOAT. He is. I think Brady has a little edge on everybody with the uh, you know, the mad scientist he he plays yeah. for. You know, uh, Belichick and his staff is like no other. No doubt. Belichick could get rid of coordinators and make his offense and defense look the same. Now, this game's in New England. Yeah, and that's the one of the things that I'm, I'm going to, you know, talk about. <sighs> you going to New England. You didn't come to FedEx Field and beat the Redskins. Right. Then you're going to beat New England. In yeah, New England, you got a point. It's gonna be a tough one for you. Got a and, point. And I'm not saying that to throw no shade at my skin, because like I say, you see what I'm repping, baby. You know, but I, I just it's something about that mad scientist Belichick, man. He don't lose very often, and no matter who you got, what special <clears throat> quarterback, what special player you have, he find a way to eliminate him. No doubt. All right, I want to stay there for a second. I want to go back to the Rams, right, and that Green Bay game, because for taking L's. <laughs> We're going to go to city of L.A. You love L.A. You're going to be there soon. I'm an L.A. guy. I love L.A. as well. I'll be out there at the end of this month. But Tana, man, I'm giving L.A. to L. First of all, so the night before the Rams-Packer game. As we know. USC loses on that field, okay? As we know. Fair enough. They lose the game. They stink this year. It's all good. But the groundskeepers, I don't know what the hell if they were drinking I'd a little beat your ass or what was going on. Somehow, someway, they didn't get the USC logo off the field quite right. There was a Pac-12 logo. So during the Packers-Rams games, you can see these things in the Rams logo blended with the USC and the Pac-12. It was a bad look. Then, of course, I mean, Tana, the Dodgers lose the World Series. I know you a Dodgers fan, so that had to hurt. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just pointing it out. So taking L's for me, I'm going L.A., even though we got love for L.A. You're right. They took yeah. L's. The groundskeeper didn't eat a sneaker that day. Nah. And he wasn't feeling nah. like himself. He <laughs> said, you know what? Screw this, man. They just want to play football, right? They're going to mess up his grass anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and paint over this thing. First of all, USC didn't even win, so I'm damn nah. sure I ain't taking it down right now. I'm right. going to need this for next week. <laughs> So he took one, man, and he took it proudly. But I was going to say, you know, they, they had a lot of hype of a fellow Trojan coming back home. Mm. And they was like, this might be his best game. 
He's a linebacker, and his name is Clay. And mm. and it was like this might be his game that he hits home. And trust me, if you watched him fly around that field, yeah. it seemed like he needed to have been playing there all season long because he was after golf. He made sure he ran. When he ran out of bounds, he told him, look, I'm coming for you next coming time. Back for you. And it was crazy. It was like the next play he sacked him. And I'm sitting like, Clay ain't playing today. And but you know Clay had to sit there and take an L, and they took an L the way that you probably won't want to see Green Bay take that L. No doubt. You know, I think you know Aaron gave them a chance to be in the thick of things, and who wouldn't want to see Aaron with the last minutes of the game with the ball coming from the twenty-five yard line? Right. So you know if you listen to what was being said, yes, the groundkeeper has he took a big L by <laughs> you know doing a <laughs> terrible job of covering over the uh, USC logo, the Pac-12, Pac whatever ten it is, it is logo. He did a terrible job, yeah. but to see that the Green Bay Packers have the best quarterback in the entire NFL, wow. not get a chance because a guy who they took the ball away from this year said, you know what, I'm going to put this game on my back right, and my legs idiot, and run this thing out the end zone. Yeah, you're to right. me, the groundskeeper and that ball carrier took an L. You're right. You know what the problem was, Tanner? They both took that damn creatine and they <laughs> back <laughs> was wide and tight. Santana Moss Show Podcast. It's a Riz app. Follow us wherever great podcasts are available. Holla! It's a Santana Moss Show. Home of the ball Number 89. I'm all the time. Travis on the right. Hot mic on the left. Every single week, it's a lyrical fact.